this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The Jay Allen Show is streaming now on safetyfm.live. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Jay Allen Show. Thank you for coming back one more time to give us one more chance as you take a listen to what we have going on here today. Well, like we've been talking about over the last few weeks, want to make quick reference, today is May the 5th. As of right now, as we are doing the intro to the show, we have still not heard back from the American Society of Safety Professionals in regards of coming on to the show and talking about Safety 2020. Now, I did tell you that this was something that we were going to ask for and attempt to push forward, but apparently they are not interested in our offer. Now, as you were aware, there is 24 hours in a day, so May the 5th is until the remainder of the evening. But once that goes forward, then I guess we're just going to have to move on and then really do some addressing to some of the questions that we have about Safety 2020 that's presented by the ASSB. But I wanted to bring that up real quick because there's been some questions between this show and the Rated R Safety Show about that invitation that we had for the American Society of Safety Professionals. So as we move forward today, from time to time, we're able to get him on the show. So I do enjoy any time that I have a conversation with the one and only Sheldon Primus. And today on the show, as we have Sheldon on, we are going to discuss safety consulting. Is it a good idea to become a safety consultant during the pandemic? So let's go from there. Sheldon, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? I'm good, good. How are you? Better than I deserve. Thanks for asking. Good. How do I sound as far as uh, quality? You sound like yourself. Would you like to sound like somebody else? I'm sure I can make that those arrangements for you. Uh, you got a Denzel button? <laughs> um, I said sound <laughs> and not looks. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Hit that one button. It could sound like uh, the guy from uh, the, uh, the uh, insurance commercial, State Farm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we are farmers. Boom. Oh, no. Yeah. no, no wrong one. Wrong one. Wrong one. Wrong one. All yeah. state. All state guy. Yeah, I know who you're talking about now. Man, that voice. So... I wanted, so, I wanted to bring you on, of course, as you are aware, because we already had this discussion, but, you know, some people don't know this. But, you know, I have to ask because everything's kind of going very odd at the moment inside of the world, as you are fully aware. Yeah. And you are still pushing and telling people to become a safety consultant, which I think is excellent. Is the timing correct? Yeah, that, that's a question that you're going to have to ask your personal, whoever is that uh, decision maker for you, with you. <laughs> Let's say it that way, right? Uh, is it time for you? But I think right now is more uniquely the time uh, for those that are willing to kind of take that, that little step out. Because truly, if you feel your job is on the chopping block, because a lot of people, they take safety as being like one of the first things they're going to end up, you know, chopping so let's negotiate. You're going to chop safety's budget. You're going to chop my job. Let's negotiate a little. Let's see how we could uh, work this thing out. And then at that point, it could be a good springboard. So I, ha- I have to ask because I'm, I'm morbidly curious here. Mm-hmm. You are a safety consultant. You have been for some time. How is your business doing? Is it doing well with everything going on? Yeah, actually. Um, and 
I could see in phases of my career that it would not be going well. So let's say in the beginning, it takes a long time to get started. So that's why I say if you're going to do this jump now, it should be more of a negotiation tactic as saying I will already have X amount of clients or I'll have one client who was my previous employer to start off. I didn't have that. So without having that in this climate, I wouldn't be doing as well as I am now because now a lot of my job is is has been over the last year or so online. And I do things, even meetings online. I've been, everybody's Zoom crazy now, Zoom this, Zoom that. And I've been on Zoom for two years because I've, I've transitioned to that because I had to when I left my physical location of my house and bought that RV for traveling, I was going to go do that anyway. So for me, I've, uh, I've truly have... Uh, transitioned a couple of years before this. So um, I'm, I'm still doing my same work with my clients. Uh, whenever I need to talk to them, we'll do the Zoom calls like we have been in the past. They email me stuff and I review it, send it back to them. I've been writing a whole bunch of online courses because everybody's going online and I've been writing online courses for companies anyway. And new companies are calling me to write online courses now. So I don't know how they got my name, but... Uh, for me, that part, yes, this has been going well. Uh, but those that I'm telling, hey, this might be your opportunity, it, uh, you're going to have to do something that I don't fundamentally like, which is you're going to have to probably have a larger percent of your business be one or two clients only because of the way the timing is right now. But when you could grow and, you know, you can't you can't stop time because time, everyone says, was it five years, Jay, that uh, takes for a business to to be a going concern? Something like that, something along those lines based on research. Yeah. So uh, if we're going to try to uh, get that timeline and quicken it up, you're going to end up having to do two things. You're going to have to, you know, transition your regular job that you used to have that you're about to get fired off of that you just said, all right, I'm going to be your safety consultant. And you're going to have to go out and try to get more work at the same time. So that means you're going to try to diversify in some other way. Truly, it could be creating your own courses online. So now you could have a portal that your new clients, which is your old boss or people in your circle of influence, now you're saying, okay, I could provide you my face, my training online, and you're not going to pay the prices you will some of those bigger companies that, uh, that now are providing online courses. So are you putting me out of a job? I don't know. <laughs> Is that what it turns out to be? I'm telling people put me out of a job as a content writer and instructional designer. No, I'm telling you to go ahead and do things yourself. Take, a, take the wheel. Drive your own life. Well, let me ask a couple of questions that are going to come out of this, of course. So there's number one, the first and the obvious portion would be this. Things that seem to be very important a few months back have entirely changed. From, from what they were to what they are now. I guess that's first and foremost. It seems like some people are looking at this and going, well, the job that I thought was important is not as important to what my future needs might be. That's first. Number two, you're seeing a lot of people come into the space now because it could be lack of job, trying to do something different because of all the changes. What do you think is going to happen in regards of pricing structure? Because now we're seeing people come into the marketplace and I'll tell you, there is a consultant or I guess a starting consultant that just put on a course online where they're saying that they have high caliber, high quality, high everything. 
information available to the general public. And they're doing their coursework for a year for 150 bucks. And I was looking at it and I go, that's pretty much pricing a lot of things out of the market, depending if you look at that particular consultant and say that they're bringing high quality information to you. So what do you think that's going to happen with some of these pricings? Because, of course, everybody's thinking online at the moment. But if things open back to, we'll say, semi-normal, where you have meetings in person, what are we looking at pricing structures there? Is this going to cause a market disruption because of this? Well, there's always been that. And, you know, down to the low bid on getting a, you know, a roofing contract, people go for the low bid. And now you're going to bring down that market rate for that whole community. And it's always been people doing that. And they're getting into, uh, they're getting into the market and people are going to go and, you know, go for the low bid. But the quality of work is going to show up. And if this person is truly saying they've got the quality and now they had the prices, you know, God bless them. Let them go ahead and go and do that. But uh, the volume that they're going to need to sustain a business is going to be different. So that means their clientele that they're reaching are going to be people who are only going to be able to pay or only see the value of paying in that volume. So it could be that you may have to flip the switch, if you will, and say, my not only is this quality, but I only am going to choose X amount of number of people that I'm going to take over a certain amount of time and jack that price up. So now, though, there are not people who are paying for, you know, physical buildings anymore or their rent might be reduced because now they don't need a full property. They can only go, you know, half and they make a whatever deal with their uh, their landlord. That's actually money that is going to be saved for them. So in theory, if they are going to ramp up sales in any way, you know, because right now you're going to get things where it's going to be less sales, the market, everything's going down, everyone's ability to buy is going down. So when that actually starts turning, uh, then truly they're going to end up seeing that hmm, we could save money by doing stuff and, and buying more things. But I want to be able to get that quality. So that means if someone is ready to provide, you know, high quality, raise that price up, make it uh, scarce, uh, then you could flip the switch in that way. This is The Jay Allen Show. SafetyConsultant.us group is a group that is set up for other people that are safety consultants and those that want to be safety consultants. A resource site that will give you the ideas that you need for growing your business, such as teaching resources, because you got to be a teacher when you're out there. And that's going to be part of your base for growing your clients. Get your jobs done. So that we have OSHA compliance topics, including written programs and assessments that you could use for getting your business going. And also, it's a group community of other people that are doing what you're doing as a safety consultant. Thank you for listening to Safety FM. We are here to help you in this time of need. Make sure to join us on Patreon forward slash Safety FM. And we are back on the Jay Allen Show on Safety FM. So, yeah, that that answers the question. I mean, but there's so many different things that come out of this, of course, because Mm -hmm. it's a market disruption, number one. I mean, let's say, for instance, you have somebody out there, let's say that they're charging $500 for their course. 
there's no way that they're going to be able to lower their price to match someone who's coming into the space at 150. Now, of course, as the other portion you have to look at there too, is that the person that's charging the 150 has to get significant amount of people for it to make it worth their while. At least that's my opinion. But when you start looking at some of the conversations that you and I have had in the past on the show, we talked a lot the last time about error and emissions insurance. Yes. When you're building coursework like this, is this something that the person needs to look into as well? Um, I have it because I, I have it with my regular business. So it's I'm not going to tell anyone not to get it because it's very good to have, uh, especially when you do start doing one-on-one training for clients as opposed to um, training that can be just anyone going online. Then that's a different type of liability. Uh, however, uh, if you are going to be that individual that says, I am going to provide overall training, permit required confined space or any of the compliance type training, and you're sticking to the actual standard of your country, uh, then that becomes less liability. So therefore, if you're doing that type of training, then you're probably not going to need that insurance. But if you're going to start doing specialized training, and let's say you're going to be that that hop expert, you know, the human and organization performance, and that becomes more specialized. And if you're going to generate your income by not only training, but uh, but performing, you know, they don't really call it investigations in the hop world like we do in some of the other. No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) But they do the coaching, you know, sessions. And if you're going to now parlay this training into a coaching session, you're going to need your insurance. So you're still going to end up having that cost. Yeah, I mean, the the interesting part that I keep on seeing is that a lot of people that I never thought would go into, let's say, the virtual space because they were like, oh, no, the way that our stuff works, it will it's not really virtual, are now going into the space. And there has been a mad rush of people in the space. And I will tell you, it's interesting looking at the people that are really, um, I guess, really understanding or not really understanding, but seeing social media for what it is where you can put stuff on on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and so on. But they think that a lot of the information out there is about how much content you can put out and not about the quality of the content. And I'm seeing a lot of that. Like, there is a, we'll say, a known consulting or, yeah, consulting group. We'll just call it a consulting group that has started to put out videos daily. And the videos... I'm not going to say that they're they're quality videos. I mean, it's it's they almost sound or look like they're being recorded inside of somebody's like home office, and yeah. it does not come across well. the 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 camera goes up the person's nose pretty much by the way that it looks. And I mean, I'm not picking. I'm just saying. I'm not definitely picking the nose. nose <laughs> I, I, if they, you can tell when they've done it or not. Uh, but but the other portion that you have to look at here is when you start doing quantity over quality. Are you losing your target market? Well, that's the key. So did they first do any kind of market analysis? Are they reaching people or trying to reach people that are going to fit their, what they call the customer avatar? So truly, when I do things like this and, and you know, I've, I'm like, you know, 
as much as I can be. I try to go out and do everything myself. So I do raw and real videos and it looks like it. <laughs> and I'm unapologetic in some ways in that way. But the people who have been familiarized with me know that that's my style. That's, you know, that's just how I come across and they expect that from me. But when I want to take it to another level and I know it's going to be time for me to do that, that's not going to reach my customer avatar that's going to pay me the higher dollars. So I'm going to have to transition myself and say, all right, let's get the production in. Let's go ahead and, you know, get a hold of Jay and see if he could produce some of my stuff. And, you know, the, the actual production that comes with uh, people who are looking for a higher clientele. You could tell them as much as you can that you're a quality product and you're going to give them quality service. But if they're looking at something that is not quality, they're not going to trust you. So uh, I know for myself, I'm going to have to make that leap when I go to those quality people. Uh, I've been lucky that they've been coming to me because of you know my length of time in the business and and some of the work I've done. But if someone's just starting out and now they're ramping up these things and thinking social media is everything, you know, social media right now. And forgive me for the soapbox, <laughs> but right now you're seeing it where social media people that are producing things, they're making it more of what you would see it as in a product for entertainment. They haven't been transitioning where it's a product for business and critical business thinking. So they're going to have a disconnect with the quality of uh, customer that is going to feel that this will better serve their product. So sure, they're going to get a whole bunch of clicks and likes and everything, but that doesn't translate into customers. So that's the that's the transition part that they're going to need to first do a profile of whoever their customer avatar is. Where does that customer avatar live? And when I speak of avatar, it's just like if you're building a video game and you're trying to choose how your character looks, that's your avatar. Oh, not the not the not the blue James Cameron movie. <laughs> yeah, the, the blue guys. Yeah, Jake Sully. No, not Jake. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, you surprised? I remembered it, right? No, uh, I mean, but here's the thing. I mean, what I'm seeing a lot of it seems like it's people that are jumping into the space, and and I'm not picking that they're trying to do something different, mm-hmm. but it looks like they are just dumping all of the content that they can inside of. We'll use LinkedIn because that seems to be the most popular one for businesses. And they just drop every, they just drop everything all in there, thinking that that's how they're going to attract. Now, would you recommend people taking some version of maybe a social media course, or do you just think that they just need to learn on their own as they go? Well, um, I'm an academic, so I always believe in, in course uh, <laughs> first. But if you're going to do this, you're going to have to look for, you know, first, if they're pouring it into LinkedIn, is their client and the customer potentially spending that time in LinkedIn, even if it's not the decision maker, is the influencer to the decision maker going to be on LinkedIn or are you just wasting your money and putting up content? Content's still good. You're going to use that content and repurpose the content. Hopefully if you're doing it right for other things and put it in a newsletter or you're going to put it as a, a YouTube channel that you could use for people to follow up with later on after your client, 
But uh, if you're trying to attract someone that's going to hire you, then maybe you're, you should be looking for a profile of saying, okay, this person is probably going to spend more time on a website of a professional nature other than LinkedIn, but more of a industry uh, type of specific thing. And then you're going to have to think of ads. I have to do an ad for this company and put it in this venue, or I'm going to have an ad that I'm going to place on probably a podcast they're listening to. And now that is going to disrupt everything. So if they're frantically making videos for LinkedIn and YouTube without thinking of where is truly my decision maker listening to where they're going to get information to make their decision on business, then they're putting their efforts in the wrong place. So you're talking then at that point, paid ads, not organic ads. Correct. Okay. Organic is good. It's good to get you out. It's good to get you uh, noticed and it's going to create a, a system so that you can actually broadcast your message and it becomes the law of numbers at that time. But if I was going to put you in a room with a thousand people and say, I'm going to let you go up there for five minutes and tell me what you want to do with your business. You'll say, all right, cool. And I'm giving out my thousand cards, business cards to each one of these people. All right. You made yourself famous with thousand people. But if I said that that thousand people is not ready to buy your product, you wasted your time or you were really, you just put in a seed. But if I said, I'm going to put you in the same uh, room, but let's make it 50 people. And now these 50 people are ready to buy the product that you're about to offer. That's going to make more of a value. And even if you said, I'm going to charge you to be in this room of 50 people, but they are ready to buy the thing you're going to offer. I think I'll pay that. Uh, at, there's a price point. There's a point. There's a, a concept called willing to pay, uh, willingness to pay. And basically it's the concept is people love their their uh, whatever it is that they're they're feeling like environmental consciousness saying, all right, you got to recycle. And then at some point they'll say there's a tipping point with price that says, mm, maybe I'll recycle or not, but it's going to cost me a little too much to recycle. And that's the willingness to pay concept. So the same thing is comes with business, you know, willingness to pay. Yeah, I could do all the free content I want on LinkedIn and Facebook and YouTube. And I feel really good because I'm getting the likes and the shares. But if it's not bringing back a return, it's empty. So that means you're going to probably end up having to pay something at some time to get the return you need. This is The Jay Allen Show. It's time for you to listen to BFM. listening to safety fm we are here to help you in this time of need make sure to join us on patreon forward slash safety fm 
And we are back on the Jay Allen Show on Safety FM. So what about the approach that some are taking right now during the whole COVID-19 aspect where they're giving away the farm? And I'm talking about there's some there's some people online right now that they're giving away almost every single piece of anything that they teach and, or they're even doing live webinars that are free. And uh, there's one person out there that's doing a Monday through Friday every single day. And sometimes they're even doing two a day and they're opening it to f- for free for the people. Do you think that that might be a good approach as well in regards of here? I'm giving this to you for free now and you can come back to me later. Now, keep in mind that this is an established consultant. This is not somebody who's starting off in the mix of this. All right. That changes my answer. So thanks for that little qualification there. <laughs> and uh, so here's my answer. Depends. See, don't you hate people that do that, right? Uh, I, 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 and sometimes the people that use depends, I have questions for, but that's all other thing. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. So basically the thought process is this. Am I doing this action? Am I doing this thing? Because I feel in this time that this is the time that I want to give back. I'm doing my part and it's an altruistic type of thing. However, in the back of my mind, I know that, yes, uh, eventually these people will feel like, you know, Sheldon took care of me now. I'm going to, if I need this service, I'm going to go to him later. And that's the law of reciprocity. Uh, So, yeah, everyone has that law built into them uh, where if someone keeps giving and giving and giving to you, that eventually you're going to feel necessity to give back to them and uh, it's going to drive you. But uh, no one, well, I shouldn't say no one. They are people that know that point. Uh, But if you're in business, it's not sustainable because eventually you're going to need that money. So if someone is going to rely on you giving them free and then now you're changing it to a price point uh, without doing a pricing strategy to see what they're willing to pay the first time and have an incremental increase, you're probably going to lose them altogether and they'll go someone else even if they pay for someone else because they're thinking, well, Sheldon's charging me anyway, so might as well go over here and it's cheaper. Uh, It's a two-edged sword. So first, and I don't want to get too far away from your answer, but first is what's the person's desire? What's their motivation by giving this stuff out for free? Is it truly altruistic saying, all right, this time in COVID-19, I really want to help people out. And when I do start charging, I'll give them a little saying, hey, uh, these are the last three things before we're going to start uh, charging. Here's the last two things I'm going to give out for free before I get charging. And this is the final thing. And the new price will be. And then you might get some transition to people paying you after that. But if you're giving away the farm and it's not for altruistic reasons, but it's for reasons of, you know, I'm going to reel them in later on. I'm chumming the line, you know, I'm chumming the waters to get that big fish later. Uh, Yeah, there's there is some method in that in marketing. However, uh, you have to do it where you're not going to be perceived in the way that is I am uh, doing this disingenuously. That's that's the perception that I'll end up getting. I mean, I, I, I look at it and I go, the approach is interesting, but as you're saying, it's going to be at a cost for you because if you turn around and charge later down the road and you didn't say that this was going to be part of your model starting off, people are going to say exactly how you just responded to that. Uh, well, I just might as well go somewhere else and pay because you've already kind of given me a good chunk of your information. The other portion is, did you kind of set me up this way you were going to take advantage of me? So, I mean, I don't know. There's some good and bad and different inside of there. And I'm not saying, hey, don't do stuff 
you know, for free the whole time. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying do stuff at charge, but it's just put you in a very interesting spot. Like I will tell you, there's been so many different websites that I look at because of course I look around because, Hey, this is the, this is the business that I'm in where people are offering either discounts or different prices or different things that they're doing at the moment. And there hasn't, I don't see anything consistent. And I've seen some sites where the price changes depending on the day of the week that you go on there. I've seen yeah. stuff as low or as, you know, a 5% discount to where I've been to certain sites where the discount has been as high as like 80%. So I, I, I'm just kind of like going, what makes the most logical sense, especially for either people that are already in the space and you're familiar with the space or people that are coming into the space. Because I will tell you, if I was starting off a consulting business right now, I'd be very hesitant going up against some of the other people that are out there that are offering their service that have already been established at a 50% discount, at a 60% discount, whatever kind of discount, because they're already an established person. So what am I going to have to offer as a newbie into the space compared to the people that are already established? Yep. And it comes down to starting out with your circle of influence. So starting out and trying to jump into the deep end when you're just, you know, still with your, your little kitty wings, trying to keep yourself afloat on the pool. Uh, that's not the way to do it. So you start with the circle of influence first, the people that know you like you trust you and build that base and then ask for referrals and have them refer you out to friends and uh, other business associates, have them, you know, invite you to uh, come and speak at one of their uh, association meetings. And- you mean virtual so- association meetings? Cause there's yeah. not a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So zoom, right. If I told you, you should have bought zoom, you know, two years ago and whatever stock price it was, then you'd be right. like, eh. yeah, I'll pass. Like, yeah, I'll <laughs> but- pass. And now you're like, yes, I need it. Right. So that's the way to, to counteract that. You have to be picky as to what market you're going to do. So I've had a, a my my uh, teachable site that I've been using forever. Uh, I have to be picky on how I'm doing it because really what I'm using that platform for, I have you know many, many courses that aren't even seen on that platform because I'm giving it specifically to clients that I've already been working with. Uh, so it, yes, it's a charged feature, uh, but I can actually use that later on when I'm ready and just uh, take a few content here and there and rearrange it and make it for public use. Uh, so when I'm ready, I'll be able to jump into that deep water with everyone else and have, you know, a good online robust university, if I want to call it that. No, right don't now. do don't do that. There's somebody else already on the station promoting theirs as a university. <laughs> don't worry. Really? Oh, yeah. really? I'm being dead serious too. Uh, and, and I got and I got love for Sam. I don't want anybody to take that the wrong way. <laughs> Oh, is it Sam? Yeah, it's right. Sam. My man. <laughs> cool. Well, you know, either way, you know, truly, if you're going to do it and start that stuff, because everyone's going to be going that way. So I'd rather you go and start now and dive into it now and dip your little toe in, let's say that way first and do it in a controlled way and charge your clients to to produce that stuff. So I remember in one instance, I actually you know, charged a, a good penny to get started with it. And it was specifically for one client. But when I produced the actual online course, I made it in module format. So the first module was specific to that client. 
And then the rest of the modules was more of this was compliance-based training. So I was able to do the compliance stuff with the subsequent uh, modules. So now all I need to do is switch out the first module with the next client and switch out the first module with my public facing uh, course. So uh, you, you just so gave away your trade secret. I did, didn't I? <laughs> all right, everybody. <laughs> don't listen to that one. <laughs> edit, edit, cut, cut. No, edit, 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 cut. <laughs> so that's, that's one way of doing it. There's several ways of doing that. Even when you're on, you know, LinkedIn and YouTube and anything else, there's several ways of taking that content, repurposing it. And now all that freebie stuff that you're giving could be an autoresponder sequence that you could use and then get people to know you like you trust you through an autoresponder sequence with content you used, you know, years ago. Yeah, it, there's there's always use for content, but you got to do it in the right way. Yeah, but I, I also think that people are not very familiar, especially starting off with evergreen content. And especially what do you when you're saying, you know, the stuff that you can reuse, maybe if you could be a little bit more specific for people that might be new to the to the space for it. Yeah, absolutely. So evergreen is, we were just introduced to that term. Uh, evergreen is a term that means uh, like when you're uh, teaching someone new or someone that just gets hired, you think of them as green, right? Uh, that's the term that most people use. So evergreen means it's always new. It's always fresh material to someone. So let's say you're going to uh, have a post that you once did on LinkedIn and now that post that you have on LinkedIn could have been, you know, three years ago, two years ago. And that content can be used all the time. So what you would do is if you have a service, like I use ConvertKit, everybody who's listened to my show, I say all the time, I, I give you what resources I use. So that's the resource I use and they have an autoresponder sequence. So some of the information that I use, you could go to my website, you could download a blog post that I have written one time years ago. Some people even now still download it in two you know, 2020. And I am getting their email and their name, which in marketing terms is gold, because now that means you have a way to reach back out to them uh, when you're ready to sell. So that's what the evergreen content, you could do that with webinars. And it's even better with webinars because then people could see you actually do a presentation. So if someone gets that webinar link, they sign up for your webinar and it could be a webinar you've done years ago, but this is new to that person's information they need right now. They just did a Google search for this topic and you happen to have it. You get their email, you get their name right now. It's new to them, but it's information you put together years ago or however long ago it was. Okay, so now I'm going to put you on the on on the spot because we definitely did not prepare for any of this stuff like I do with all of my interviews. So right now I have lost my job. I have decided to become a consultant. What are your top five tips that you would give me to get this whole thing rolling? All right. Number one, apply for unemployment. Number one. <laughs> so you want to do that first. Get money in. Money is king. So you want to get that in. Uh if you are uh, stimulus, and that's uh, for the U.S. audience, you know, hopefully it's coming in. If not, try to find where's my refund. <laughs> you, you mean what they're referring to as MAGA bucks? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, I never heard that one yet. Oh, yes. I, I heard the term earlier in the week and I was like, wow, I haven't had not heard that one. 
That's great. So that's the second thing. Uh, you're going to use that money very, very, very uh, just cautiously. So therefore, you're going to look for everything free as possible. I, I mentioned the, the uh, Teachable product. They have a free version. So you could start right there doing your free courses. Uh, and, and pretty much you can start selling that. Uh, the next thing you want to do is you want to, oh, I'm not counting these. So uh, this is three you're going into three right now. <laughs> As a matter of fact, no, let's see unemployment stimulus. Um, let's see teachable. We'll, we'll throw that in under free software. So this will be number three. Oh, there you go. Free software. <laughs> so we're looking for everything freeware as you can. So we can add that with online courses. If you're going to do uh, there's, I use, um, WordPress for my website. So let's let's include this as, as the same thing. There's actually a free WordPress uh, webinar system where you can actually put it in as a plugin is what they call it on uh, in WordPress. And you can actually conduct your own webinars for free, uh, meaning you're not paying for the service, but you're going to charge for the webinars. So this is how you're going to make your money. Uh, you're charging for the courses. That's how you're going to make your money. And then the other thing that you're going to need to do is you're going to need to fully full on press of everyone you've ever had in your Rolodex. <laughs> Do they still have those? Things? Well, I was going to say, what's a Rolodex? <laughs> <laughs> for the kids, for the well, millennials will probably know, <laughs> but any of my Zers, you're not going to know that. Uh, but truly you're going to have to canvas every person that you've come in contact with, anyone that you've worked with, anyone that was a subcontractor of yours on your site, that's the that's the list of people you're going to have to contact and truly say, hey, I'm starting a business. I know this may not be the great timing that everyone thinks it is, but I was forced in this situation. Uh, do you know someone that could use compliance service? I always start with compliance because, uh, yes, people might want to be uh, safety culture driven and they may want to start going into the big, big thinking, but that's not what they're going to pay for yet. They're going to pay for someone that's going to represent them with OSHA. They're going to pay for someone that is going to do a mock OSHA audit. They're going to pay for someone to review their uh, their permits if it's like an EPA uh, issue. And if you have that experience from your job you just got laid off on, that experience is your consulting business. Uh, so that's truly what you're going to have to start out with. And uh it's, so, so should I be hung up if I'm starting off? If it actually, if my um, if my site will have the information related to like branding of other co of other companies. So, let's say for instance, I'm using the free version of X. You know how it's not white labeled. Should I be concerned that it's going to show that to my client? Uh, beggars can't be choosers. Okay. <laughs> so at this point, you don't care what's labeled anything. You just know that you are now, uh, most websites, they're really just there as a online greeting card and you have to have that, <laughs> you know, just to, just to say you have a presence and then build on that website later. But what was that laugh for? Come on, spill it, brother. Oh, no, 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 no. I know I, it's true. It, it is a greeting card. This is how you're making the connection. I mean, there's so many other things that happen behind the scenes. A lot of people think that, you know, the website needs to be the top end. And I'm not saying, hey, you know, do something that makes it look like you're having the Amazon web page from 25 years ago. But, yeah. you know, you need to have something there that shows your brand to an extent. But it does not need to be these high end twenty thirty thousand dollar websites that people go out there and do and they don't even have a product they i mean matter of fact let's just rephrase that they don't have a business they have a product 
and they think that that product is their business. Mm-hmm. So it yeah, becomes an issue it, for some. And don't make it an issue. Go on the freebies, uh, wordpress.com or .org, one of the two. That always confuses me. Uh, <laughs> there. Wix, uh, W-I-X. I'm, I'm envious of all the Wix people because I should have learned that before I learned WordPress. WordPress can be tedious. <laughs> so uh, unfortunately, that's just the case. You're going to have to look at a lot of YouTube videos to get you on that. But uh, once you learn it, it's, it'll work itself out. Yeah, so, but, but you have a lot of more control from what I understand with WordPress because you actually, you know, determine what you want on there. Um, I'm not very familiar with Wix. Um, I, I personally love Squarespace. That's what we use for our site. Um, but Squarespace is if you can actually upload a picture, <laughs> you can pretty much use Squarespace. It's that simple. And believe me, that is not a plug for Squarespace because they are not an affiliate or anything along those lines, but they're just relatively easy to use. Yeah. And that's what you should be looking for. Ease, because if you're spending all your time developing a website, you're not spending your time on the right thing. You should be spending that time on virtually networking. See, I added the virtual there, right? <laughs> no, and, 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 and that's a crucial part. But the other portion that I want to make sure people understand, and I know that you didn't address it, and, and it shouldn't be addressed, but we have to be careful. You have to have knowledge inside of the safety space and i know that we have addressed this on a previous episode but sometimes people get confused of i am a consultant now in x business type and think that they're subject matter experts without having having any knowledge base about x yes and that's the truth and uh truly if you are doing that that's when insurance is really going to kick in (laughs) you're going to need it because you will be challenged in some way as to being the expert and if you gave someone you know the wrong information and it cost them money or got them cited or whatever it is then that's going to come back to haunt you Uh, so the other thing i want to throw in there is look for services up as uh, such as upwork uh which we went we went past five we went past five there's no way no i'm kidding (laughs) uh let's do them as sub let's go a subcommittee (laughs) so but uh that's when i first started doing uh subject matter expert work uh and actually a lot of the the people that that take courses online, you may be taking one of my courses. And I, I've actually started through the Upwork system uh, to, you know, pe- that's how they found me first. I, I started a free profile to say, I am an expert subject matter, subject matter expert in this. And then people just actually started flocking to me that way. And it got me started with work I'm doing today. So those are the freebies that you should be looking for. Don't, don't worry about uh, branded things. That was a great point. I believe that there's so many people wanting things to be perfect right off the bat. You can't have that yet uh, because it's going to take too much time to have that. You may not have the expertise on that. Uh, so leverage your your whoever your friend in your circle of influences are. You might have a nephew like I did that knows all that stuff. And he went to school for for. Uh, uh, I forgot, oh, graphic design. And I was like, I need a business card, nephew. <laughs> he hooked me up. And so uh, utilize everybody to help you out. And if you got laid off, I'm sorry that you have to go through this. It's really a tough time. So I, I pray for you and your family that you are going to make it. And you will just have that mindset. You're not going to give up and you're going to pivot to something else. So you've been helping people out quite for quite some time now in regards to starting their own business. Now, if people are interested in learning more about you or the course that you offer, where can they go? 
Yeah, so the course is going to be on safetyconsultantblueprint.com, safetyconsultantblueprint.com. That's the course. And then for me, uh, pretty much sheldonprimus.com. <laughs> you know my my many, many, many domains. I may have a problem with domains. I might have to go through some sort of uh, some sort of rehab for all the domains I own. Well, I have to I have to tell you, I can never complain again about how many domains you have because you did something a few days ago that was marvelous. You contacted me late in the evening, which is no problem, but you were able to get a safety.fm. And I never thought I would be able to land that. You let me know that it was readily available and, you know, made the way for me to be able to obtain it. So I appreciate that. So I don't think that it would be justified because it'd be very hypocritical of me to turn around and be like, hey, you know, why do you have so many domains? So I can't really say much now. All right. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're very welcome, my friend. That brand needs to be with you. So when I saw it was available, it had to be yours. Thank you. So SheldonPrimus.com, and then you said SafetyConsultantBlueprint.com. Yes. Well, Sheldon, I do appreciate you coming on to the show, sir. All right. I appreciate it. Anytime, my friend. Well, this brings another episode of the Jay Allen Show to an end. I hope you enjoyed the information that Sheldon Primus had to share today. I find it so interesting on how he views the world and the world of safety consulting. As we mentioned at the beginning of the show, the offer's still open to the CEO and the president of the ASSP to come on and talk about Safety 2020. We would love for you to take us up on our offer. As discussed previously, it would be open format, live on the radio station. That way we don't have to do any sort of editing and listeners can take a listen in real time. Well, I appreciate you coming out today and taking a listen to what we had to offer. Thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM, and that is the listener. We'll be back with another episode of The Jay Allen Show before too long. Goodbye for now. Want more of The Jay Allen Show? Go to safetyfm.com. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.